Hey everybody, welcome back to One More Minute. So, we're just going to jump head first into today's uh, podcast. So, for about a month or so, my good girlfriend Rachel and I have been doing the work to reach our highest level. We've been doing affirmations, reading books, and holding each other accountable for things when we're like in our feelings or super emotional. And it's like for some reason we happen to go through the same things at the same time. I think of it as like a swimming together in this huge ocean of love and relationships. So right now I'm at a point where I've just given my love life to God. I've just surrendered it, taken my hands off of it. If I can't control it, I'm not going to lose no sleep over it. Like I've just given it to God because he knows more than I do about my life. So we know it's Lent season. So for Lent, I decided I'm giving up talking about my love life. I'm not going to talk about it no more. I'm not going to talk about things that have transpired. I'm just, because I can't, it's just wrecking my brain. Um, Now, I'm not giving up talking about love because I don't want it. And I'm not bitter by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just over like the same redundant conversation. Oh, I'm single. Oh, I, you know, at some point I want a man, you know. You sit around, you see people getting married, people having babies. You're like, God, when is that going to happen for me? I'm just tired of thinking about it. So I'm like, God, I'm just going to give it to you. I'm not going to talk about it for the next 40 days. But yet somehow I can't seem to run from it, which makes sense. I write about love and relationships. So I guess I should be talking about it. So, you know, I could be talking about going to get a veggie bowl from Chipotle. Or, oh, hey, it's a little cloudy outside or dang, I really want these new shoes, and somehow I end up talking about my love life or the lack thereof, um, or me changing, hanging on to God's and changing him. Now, everybody knows I'm pretty transparent. I'll tell you about my life. I have no problem doing that. So I'll be the first to tell you I've only had a handful of relationships. I guess I would say I've had like three, I kind of say two and a half, but like three relationships. Each person's been different. Each person has been in a different stage of my life. I've learned so many things from each person, things I like, things I don't like. I've learned about myself. I've grown, all that good stuff. So yesterday, Rachel was like, Mo, I have an exercise for us to do. So I'm like, okay, Rachel, what, what are we doing? So I was a little bit apprehensive. I was like, here we go again. But because I trust her judgment, I decided to do it. So the premise of this exercise is to manifest love into your life. You're supposed to write a letter to a friend about a future relationship. You're supposed to write it as if you're in the relationship. So you kind of create the scenario where you met, how they make you feel, and kind of add the details um, of the future mate that you want. So I did it. And let me just say that I feel free. So now I'm going to read you the letter that I wrote to Rachel. And I want to do this disclaimer. This is not real life. This is what I've used my vivid imagination for. So I'm going to read it to you. You have to tell me what you think. So it says, Dear Rachel, I, ma- I never imagined that this could really happen, that I would find a man that speaks to every part of me. He literally came out of nowhere. He came at a point where I truly loved myself. I was doing all the work to be the best version of me. Just when I thought I had love, I figured out his love showed up. I met him randomly at a coffee shop. Now, you know, I don't like the way coffee tastes, but I love going to coffee shops because I find so much inspiration. I was knee deep in a blog post when he tapped me on my shoulder to see if he could sit next to me. I told him the seat was open and I went back to writing. I just so happened to look up just randomly and our eyes met. It was such a weird interaction. Now I'm used to like eyes would creep him into the club or randomly at Target, but this was different. 
I feel like I saw something in him that I'd never seen before. Though our eyes meeting only lasted for less than 10 seconds, it felt like an eternity. So when I I went back to writing. At this point, I had been in the shop for about three hours, so the sun was going down. I decided it was time for me to pack up and head home. So as I decided to gather all of my things and walk out the door, I heard someone shouting from the door. It was the guy. He stopped me and asked for my number. He said he couldn't help but be attracted to my energy. He was intrigued by my beauty and couldn't let the opportunity pass him by. I was so impressed by his approach that I gave him my number. As he came a little closer, I realized how beautiful he was. His stance, his skin, teeth, hands, everything about him was just well breathtaking. He looked like he smelled good. And he actually did. I was so used to men taking my number and abusing it, I didn't expect much from this encounter. Until he called me and asked me out on a date. So I said yes, and the rest is history. It's been months, and I can't stop thinking about him. He's encouraging, loves me from the inside out. I've never felt so free in love. This is my first relationship where I've had a functional, thriving one. In his mind, he's brilliant, authentic, handsome, godly, athletic, protective, wealthy, supportive, proactive, well-traveled, well-dressed, honest. I could just go on and on. He supports my vision, and I support his. His side business ventures have taught me so much. He's really helping me reach my highest level. I've always wanted to date someone that my father would approve of, even in his absence. Yet somehow I think my father has something to do with this, like it was his gift to me. If we had not made a decision earlier this year to let go of love and relationships that no longer serve us, I wouldn't be here with him. It's almost too good to be true, but I remember I deserve this. We manifested this, and I'm so happy we did. God has a funny way of showing out, and I'm so blessed to be here. This man is the truth. He makes my heart skip a beat and exemplifies what it means to have faith and to keep it. It's funny how I have the very thing I've craved my whole life. I've got real love. We stood together in a love like this. is just only the beginning. In love, signed Monique. Whew, that was so exhilarating. Now, I think that after dealing with relationships um, and the frustrations of failed ones and, you know, Praying for the ones like I see, like the great examples around me, I kind of grew weary and well-doing. But this kind of gave me hope. And as my creative juices started to flow and I started to really get into it and like really use my imagination, I reimagined love. Like the love that I crave and desire. It was like a fresh wind and I feel like I have something to look forward to. Now, I believe in writing the vision and making it plain. That's what the Bible teaches us. So I've done a list of qualities of the type of man that I want. I placed it in my Bible. I prayed over it, put in love scripture. Um, but I never kind of like described the type of love that I wanted or where I would meet him or how I would feel when I first saw him. So this exercise was pretty dope. Um, you know. So I gave up talking about love for Lent. But honestly, love is all around me. Love, it never dies. So I'll never be able to escape it. So instead of pretending like it doesn't exist or being frustrated with my love life or just being like sad or upset about it, it's just time that I start walking in and start manifesting the type of love that I want and deserve. So now I'm going to wait. So I said all that to say, I think that this would be a great exercise for you to do with your friends, whether you're in a relationship, you know, you want to see a relationship go to another level or whether you want to be in one, you know. The best way for it to happen is to just throw it out into the atmosphere and see what God does with it. See it happen. See it unfold. And it'll give you something to do, something for you to look forward to um, and get a better. You get a better vision of what your happiness will look like in the future, which is pretty cool.
Um, and this can go for, you know, writing the vision out for what you want in your love life, your work life, your professional life, business ventures, you know, traveling. The whole point of this is to imagine what you see yourself and then seeing yourself get to that place. So, you know, this will be coupled on the blog on SBF Project, on Single Black Female Project, which you can log on to at www.sbfproject.com. Uh, make sure you also follow me on Instagram at Monificent11. Share your letters. I want to see what you wrote to your friends. And then we're just going to sit back and watch and see how long it takes for this to actually happen because it's going to happen. It has to. That's the way the law of attraction works. You throw it out and then it comes back to you. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it blessed you. And now we wait and we're going to see what God going to do because it's coming. And it's going to be right on time, not on our time, but on God's time. So I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to One More Minute. And now we wait.